Well, good evening and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. This is the weekly news and media talk show and my name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. Quick heads up uh, if you're... We have a clock. (laughs) Just heading out. Hey, how about that? Uh, It was kind of nicely warm today, a lot of melting, uh, which is now beginning to freeze over again and slick up. So be careful walking, driving, or heaven help you if you're biking. Uh, Don't even bother because the sidewalks are a disaster. I walked over here from just west of downtown, and it's patchy out there, folks, patchy. But we are going to get a little thaw here for the next couple of days, so... uh, yeah, work on your your slush. Get your slush boots out. Yeah. You'll need them. Uh, obviously, a kind of a wacky week. Last week, it was New Year's Day. And usually when, I guess the tradition of New Year's is that we make resolutions and you try and turn over a new leaf and you have kind of a relaxed perspective about things. Not in the case of the Donald. <laughs> This flaws? Guy, I have no flaws. This guy has come out like a whirling dervish, and it is really precious that he had to, over the weekend, state that he is very stable. A very stable genius. I was like, what? Yeah, that... Uh... That line will never outlift outlive Donald Trump. That line's going to be with him forever. Stable and genius are not two words I would use with uh, the Donald. He's anything but stable, and he's not a genius. No, um, there's the old phrase, idiot savant. He's part of that construct. (laughs) Um, Of course, we can come back to to that one a little bit later. Part of uh, this outburst of self-stroking, I guess I'll yeah. call it, um, is due to the shock effect that this rather slender volume, uh, Fire and Fury, the Trump White House. A book that I'm not even going to bother reading. It's it's like, wh- what? there's no news there. <laughs> Precisely. There's... Very little there that we haven't already uh, seen, heard, or sort of intimated from goings on. Um, even if, as you know, the last bastion of Trump defenders, who are no longer uh, top-ranking uh, congressional names, although there's some weirdness and cozy relationships there too. Uh, these are people who lead like conservative coalition groups and even Stephen Miller crawled out of the woodwork over the weekend yeah. to uh, denounce Mike the Pompeo, book the CIA as, chief. <laughs> yeah, as uh, outrageous fiction or whatever. All of these stories floating around have credence. They have uh, veracity. And so for them to deny them as uh, outrageous fiction uh, seems too little too late. But even if not everything that this book purports to contain is true. It's sure entertaining watching them panic in response to it. Well, the thing that's funny about it is Michael Wolf, you know, he looks like the mini me. He's like a chubby version of the mini me. 
Uh, the famous uh, the Austin Powers movie, yeah. famous Austin Powers movie with glasses, and of course he's a court historian. He's Vanity Fair was his sort of big splash as a journalist. So it's rather funny that Trump allowed him into the White House under the assumption that, oh, I know him. He used to write stories in Vanity Fair about me. <laughs> no Again, problem. Yeah, no problem thinking. <laughs> This guy's on board. He's going to do uh, what everybody else around here is doing, which is kiss my ass. Yeah. Dimitri. Well, Dimitri, we have a president that's that's gone a little funny, you know, a, a little funny in the head. You know. President Snowflake is, is resting at the moment. He's having an executive time. That's... <laughs> This is a, another absolutely incredible uh, new phrase. Um, it's apparently when Trump is done with his business for the day and which gra- is, grabs the Big Macs and goes yeah. and watches television for four hours. It's probably the shortest working day in presidential history. I mean, he gets up early and then he just sort of dinks around watching TV for hours. And then does about three hours of work. Uh, his, you know, apologists over the weekend say he's energetic. He's constantly work wherever he is. He's working. So yeah, when he's watching Fox and Friends and wolfing down, you know, fillet of fish, he's hard at work. People, he's he's working on his Twitter feed. Uh, you know, but anyway, it's just remarkable. I mean. I brought in the Friday uh, headlines that are just uh, give, give you an idea of what was going on just in one day. Of course, the, the Friday version of the Thursday New Thursday and Friday's papers last week were chock full yeah. of nuts. This, was, this is what happened basically on Thursday. Trump moves to open coasts for oil drilling. This is like a crazy idea why we would want to drill for oil off the Atlantic Ocean, ruin Florida— uh, South Carolina, Georgia, North Carolina. I don't know what the American economy's uh, dependency on the Atlantic Ocean, you know, the tourism and the beaches. Oh, surprise, surprise. There's a there's a, a crash with an oil vessel in the in the in the China Sea mm-hmm. just two days after that. And uh, there's some really toxic uh, petro oil chemical that's who knows what's going to happen to it but basically the the tanker's on fire it's heading for the chinese coast yeah justice department shift threatens legal marijuana jeff sessions the attorney general decides that he's going to start cracking down on marijuana federal enforcement when republican senators uh came out against state rights i'm i'm not sure when that happened but considering that what there's like 26 states have legal marijuana whether it's for medical or full-up recreational uh, a number of other states that are initiating the process it's a proven money winner for states it's also been proven not to lead to uh, explosions in crime or drug abuse among the young. Well, and ironically, it's actually creating jobs. Indeed. In the blue states that have legalized it, including, most importantly, California and the state of Washington and Colorado. These, of course, are big blue states. 
Hmm, guess well, what? They're going to get hurt by the by the new tax cut proposal. Colorado's Republican senator was outraged. Cory Gardner, and, yeah, yeah, and like openly said, "I will personally see to it that no nominees for DOJ positions get through." No, because exactly. this is absurd. And it says Trump expected uh, Sessions to keep leash on inquiry, fight before recusal. That, of course, is somewhat old news, but fascinating. Nonetheless, we have the uh, Michael Wolf uh, story breaking. And then we have voter fraud commission started by tweet is ended by another. (laughs) This was an after tweet. This was the voter fraud commission that apparently met twice. And one of the members... The Secretary of State from the state of Maine had to sue to get the records to find out what was going on. He was on the commission. Uh, This, of course, was led by the Kansas Secretary of State, a moron by the name of Chris Kobash. And the entire thing was simply a way to stroke Trump's ego and find a way to contort numbers to explain why he lost the popular vote by three million votes. Yeah. Uh, as though the fact that, uh, as they constantly tell uh, people, well, he won the election fair and square. You just have to accept it. Well, and we have, <laughs> uh, for good and for bad. But doesn't Trump also have to acknowledge and accept that he did not win the popular vote? Straight up. Didn't win. Uh, lost by a considerable margin. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we have the week of the button. <laughs> My button's bigger than yours, and it works. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kim Jong-un, uh, his, his his haircut and Trump's haircut, I've noticed that Trump is starting to morph into Kim. Kim, Kim Jong-un, their, their haircuts are starting to resemble one another. Uh, there's, of course, a picture of him earlier this week in front of seven, seven mic- microphones. I don't know what that's all about. You know, those, those two guys, they just need a weekend together in Cancun. I think so. They need some, some executive time together. Uh, of course, uh, you know, South Korea... Uh, Offered to uh, commence negotiations. There's a rumor that North a North Korea delegation is going to be permitted into the Winter Olympics. I don't know if they have uh, a version of ski jumping for famine <laughs> athletes, but they might want to create one. Uh, well, I hear they have a luge that can reach the uh, Japan Sea. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the button thing is is unbelievable. Quite frankly, the South Koreans have have clearly come to grips with the reality that they're in this alone, that they cannot rely on the United States in this current administration. And let the South Koreans do what they want to do. This is is the way this whole problem is going to be solved, as the realists in the uh, media and the State Department and some of the establishment— Note: um, North Korea has a nu- has is a nuclear power. We have to accept it. It's sort of like Pakistan. Oh, they were in the news too. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump and I wouldn't mind cutting off Pakistan if if the actual objective was to withdraw from Afghanistan. 
That would make perfect sense. We've been shoveling billions of dollars into the Pakistani military. For quite some time. And, of course, there's the famous uh, tilt to Pakistan under Richard Nixon. There is the arming of the Mujahideen in the 1980s under Ronald Reagan through Zia-ul-Haq, who basically had a quasi-military theocracy going on in Pakistan. They're our main ally in the region. Uh, for a variety of reasons, but hey, I don't know if the Trumpster played risk. <laughs> Pakistan has interesting neighbors: Iran, India, Afghanistan, <laughs> China. China, yeah. <laughs> um, busy little corner of the world. Busy little corner of the world. Of course, um, I had to write a limerick immediately after hearing about the button. So I'll read it. There once was a man who behaved like a baboon when he was not actually acting like a buffoon. My button is bigger than yours. As he went around slamming the doors, he proved once and for all that he was truly a loon. Three days later, we're talking about Dolan. I'm a genius. Um, a very stable genius. Well, and since we touched back on that quote, let's just look at the uh, what renders this genius stature. Um, and uh, where and is of course, that? where did this come from? I don't know, but this is hilarious. This is this is what we call uh, um, serendipity. In Saturday's art section of the New York Times, there is an article called "Genius Writ Large." says the National Theater uses oversized puppets to play adults who tower over the title figure. And it's a review of Pinocchio. (laughs) I thought, Trump must have seen this and thought to himself, that's me. I'm bigger than everybody on the stage. I am the giant puppet. There are no strings (laughs) to hold me down. Geppetto. Yeah. But, uh, you know, in Trump's outburst of, you know, hey, I'm uh, like a really smart guy, I get which he said something like that before. Oh, he said it a lot. He's yeah. bragged about his IQ. Yeah. Claims uh, it's, it's, it's higher than Tillerson's. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's way up there. Uh, quote, now that Russian collusion after one year of intense study has proven to be a total hoax on the American public. Well, OK, let's stop there. So far, this investigation has engendered uh, two, three charges and a couple of guilty pleas so um all the president's men are yeah, falling there's the domino there's theory. no hoax there there are you know uh <laughs> outcomes consequences michael flynn is now a cooperating witness he was That's appointed no hoax head of the national security agency yeah uh the idea that uh, uh as trump suggests that the f- the mainstream media are taking the old ronald reagan playbook and screaming mental stability and intelligence well that's maybe not the best uh comparison to make because no. facts later emerge that indeed ronald reagan was uh, suffering from dementia uh his entire second term uh he was clearly befuddled and beclouded. Probably that process began before. And there was, a, by the way, an interesting memoir that came out uh, in 1987 since Don Regan, the chief of staff, sort of took the mm-hmm. fall in large part for the Iran-Contra affair. 
he was sort of blamed for apparently... Nancy Reagan said, you're responsible for exactly. allowing Ronnie to get cornered this way. Yeah, and, and of course the memoir was about Ronald Reagan's uh, scheduling uh, difficulties. Uh, Nancy Reagan uh, apparently consulted astrology charts mm -hmm. and was turned out that Gene Dixon <laughs> was one of her main confidants. Gene Dixon, for those that are too uh, too young to remember, was a sort of a horoscope uh, newspaper writer, Dear uh, Abby kind it, of yeah. horoscope uh, guru. I guess is a good way to characterize her. She predicted that the Beatles were going to die in a plane crash. That's how uh, apt. But her there's the picture were. of Donald Trump uh, emerging from the Camp David summit. If you notice his hair. It's it's, uh, it's very much in the Kim Jong mold. It's it's identical to the Kim Jong Un, except it's it's blonde. It's a it's a blonde swirl. It's remarkable to try and read the uh, glassy faces lined up behind him too. Yeah. Uh, Pompeo, we got Paul, Paul Ryan. Ryan, Mitch McConnell, uh, Mike Pence, looking ever so diligently respectful and somber. Tillerson's there, and then then Scalise is the man with the crutches. I believe that the woman way to the right is Marsha Blackburn, but I'm not absolutely positive. They don't identify this, but this, of course, is in the uh, Saturday edition in which the headline was uh, Trump declaring himself mentally fit. Why Says, see a doctor? I've checked myself out. He's a very stable genius. <laughs> yeah, back to the other part of that uh Quote, actually, throughout my life, my two greatest assets have been mental stability and being, like, really smart. Yeah. Uh, very successful business, ma'am. Uh, and television star who won the presidency on my first try. I think that would qualify as not smart, but genius. And a very stable genius at that. At that, yes. And, of course— Just uh, ask Mojo Jojo. You know, Donald Trump's uh, finances, if he's such a genius, uh, how come he's declared bankruptcy? Uh, what is it, four times, six times? There's there's, there's even a dispute about the number of times he's shafted all of these uh, um, debtors that he owed money to. This, of course, is why he is linked to all of these oligarchs scattered around the globe for his financial empire. Of course, it turns out that his financial empire is sort of a mirage. Uh, his name is attached to many of these buildings. It's a licensing agreement. Trump International, blah, blah, blah. And half of these things are going bankrupt, dude. <laughs> of course, now he doesn't lose any money because he's a limited partner. He's part of the licensing agreement, and he's he's assured us, by the way, that he's not going to benefit at all from these new tax cuts. Hmm. That's odd. That's almost an admission that he might only have a couple hundred million. He's not even a billionaire. Well, the it's it's just, it's just extraordinary way that, in which they benefit the real estate industry makes it pretty clear that that is a, another falsehood. You know, right on its face. He owns mostly golf courses <laughs> according to a reporter uh named o'neill that works at the new york times that he did attempt to sue uh for libel and of course in this big kerfluffle with uh this book fire and fury trump of course 
promoted the sales brilliantly mm. by trying to stop the publication by threatening lawsuits. And, of course, Manafort, he got in on the suing act. Yeah. He's decided to sue this, this Robert Mueller personally. <laughs> personally. <laughs> I mean, this is turning in to a circus. 2018 is going to be a, a funnier year than 2017 now that we're sort of used to this sort of uh, daily double dose of what the bleep. And, of course, the mention of Ronald Reagan was strange because uh, how interesting to read about the retirement of Orrin Hatch. Mm. I want to give the details on this. This is uh, interesting. He, of course, is being called a, uh, a bipartisan um, maverick type senator of the, of the United States senator. He's been there over 40 years. But it's interesting in an article or an, an essay by Michael Tomaski points out that when Orrin Hatch joined the Senate, he writes four Republicans vied for the right to run against the incumbent, Frank Moss. Mr. Hatch was the most conservative of the four. He had the backing of W. Cleon uh, Skusen, a Utah-based far-right conspiracist whose pamphlets included the 1963 classic, The Communist Attack on the John Birch Society. At the last minute in the Republican primary, Mr. Hatch finagled the backing of Ronald Reagan, who was the governor of California and seeking the presidential nomination, and initially sent a statement in support of Warren Hatch. <laughs> How brilliant. <laughs> Classic Reagan. <laughs> he just he can't even get the endorsement down properly. Forgot, forgot well, the it, guy's name. It's important to remember that Reagan uh, became a darling for the far right very early on. Sure. Uh, after the failure of the 1964 uh, Goldwater campaign, uh, that wing of the party were sort of um, in exile. And Ronald Reagan was what they saw as their way back. And, of course, and he became he the governor because he was hired to run for the governor of uh, California. Mm -hmm. He became the governor in 1967. His first uh, sort of objective as governor of California uh, was to crack down on the free speech movement at Berkeley. Yep. Uh, it's now we've been re reliably informed that Reagan was a working with the FBI all along. And, of course, he did subscribe you to that. You mean as an FBI informant? As even, an informant. Even during his tenure as Screen Actor Guild president. Going back to the yeah. 1940s, he was a... Uh, an asset with the identification of T10. I've never quite been able to figure out what the the T stands for, but I'm working on it. Tanned. It's probably a, <laughs> a secret J. Edgar Hoover. Well, it, right, that's the J. Edgar Hoover era where the FBI was not necessarily exclusively devoted to the uh, combating of wrongdoing, but also just... You know, garden variety surveillance of uh, Americans and their personal lives. And it's interesting, the uh, author that exposed all of these facts, it took him about 25, 30 years through FOIA requests. He spent $600,000 of his own money to get documents to prove all of this. 
uh, not only was Ronald Reagan inf- an informant for the FBI, but the FBI was an informant for Ronald Reagan. Uh, at one point, they warned him about a uh, <clears throat> an extramarital affair that Maureen Reagan was having with a police officer. <laughs> that the, that Reagan needed to be informed of this, that this might cause trouble, because of course he was a hired gun for. Uh, People allied with the John Birch Society, and it, you and of know, course that was an era in which such scandals were career ruiners. Sure, and this alt right thing, many of the alt right people were were part of this mm-hmm. John Birch milieu. Um, I don't care about Steve Bannon's problems. Um, <laughs> they are a little amusing, but uh, they're amusing. He's he's been used up and flung out. He has, and yet what's amusing about the whole story is you have to actually believe that Steve Bannon knows what he's talking about. One of the first statements that he made after he was shown the door, and it seems like John Kelly, the chief of staff, might have been behind that more than Trump. Uh, I don't know that Trump (laughs) had an opinion on this exile of Steve Bannon. Well, Trump was known to have been ticked off by a book which had come out about Bannon saying he was the brains behind the whole thing. The Karl Rove of, yeah. the, of the Trump... Uh, Nobody's bare brain is bigger than my brain. The Trump reign of error. Uh, one of the first things that Bannon mentioned was actually about Korea. He actually stated, we don't have any good options over there. We We can't play around with buttons. Of course, it turns out that there aren't any buttons. Uh, (laughs) There is no button. There is no button. Breaking news. It's a football. (laughs) Well, also interesting about Bannon and his comments and the the quotes that are attributed to him in this book is that now that his most well-heeled backers, the Mercers, have publicly chastised him, he's recanted a little bit and said, well, what I said about treasonous didn't really apply to Don Jr. Don Jr., I was talking about Manafort. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, 601, half dozen of the other there, but it is also uh, interesting that he did not say, I'm sorry I said those things or apologize in any or way. Deny or, or deny that he said Or deny that he said them. Um, I find it most amusing that he coined the nickname Fredo for Don Jr., <laughs> which <laughs> If you're familiar with Francis Ford Coppola's Godfather movies, yeah. you can see visually why with the hair, Don Jr. Uh, would make a Fredo. But I I think he's also a hapless loser like poor Fredo. Poor Fredo. A, you know those movies? You know what I'm talking about. A major, about. major character in The Godfather too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, a movie we're seeing. Trump, of course, reasserted over the weekend there's been no collusion. There's been no crime. He said this about 28 times at this point. He may have a chance sooner than later to talk with Mueller about it because NBC is breaking a story today that uh, the discussion is underway between Trump's legal team and Mueller's uh, panel. Uh, how to proceed with an actual interview of the president regarding these matters. Well, that. We'll be, Stay tuned for laughs. That will be a, an interesting interview. Uh, just to remind you, you are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Uh, we're uh, running out of time here. 
Jerry Mack will be up shortly with Yazoo City Calling on this fine station. And as for the marijuana uh, crusade of one Jeff Sessions, uh, what is this man thinking? What planet is he on? We do have a, a health crisis in this country regarding drug use and abuse. It's opioids. Yeah. Which the pharmaceutical industry have a vested interest in promoting and pushing this stuff. The pharmaceutical industry, by the way, has also been against the uh, relaxation of marijuana laws sure. for self-interested reasons. Exactly. And that therein lies the, uh, the, uh, the truth of the matter. Uh, more on that in upcoming shows as Michigan uh, is at some point going to at least have a vote on that. Thanks to Andrew for engineering. Do stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling coming up next on WCBN, FM, and Arbor. This is an important message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Protect yourself from frostbite. When outdoors, wear warm clothing, such as hats, gloves, and jackets. Avoid staying outside unprotected for long periods. At the first signs of skin redness or pain, get out of the cold and protect any exposed skin. Watch for skin that has turned white or grayish and feels firm, waxy, or numb. Seek immediate medical attention if you have any of these symptoms. To learn more, call 1-800-CDC-INFO. It's Friday. Work is done. The week is over. And now you can get out of your tight pants and into your leisure suit. The Leisure Experiment is your one-hour sonic martini, served at 7 o'clock sharp. WCBN brings to you the finest selection of hi-fi hits. In full color. Tune Tune in in Fridays at 7 p.m. It's Montana Taylor in the background, playing piano, and doing Detroit Rocks. And I guess he's going to be singing a little bit, too. So we're going to make this brief. All that's telling you it's time for Yazoo City Calling here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is Jerry Mack, your host, for an hour-long excursion in the land of Delta Blues and early urban blues. Performed and lived by the men and women who started it all. Well, I won't give you an update on the weather because uh, Dick handled that during Gray Matters. It is thawing and refreezing, so be careful as you move about on a Monday evening. Welcome to WCBN.